Would you like me to speak into the microphone? That sounded pretty good, Andy. Did that sound good? Did you like my subtle tone? That sounded like some good ASMR. And it seems like Brent Burns is heading to the penalty box. <laughs> Ouch. That, that, that naughty little bird. Don't, don't swing your stick at me. Hello, I am Robert Stack, and you are listening to the Ask Casters Podcast. Casters episode lucky number 13 there is so much to talk about it seems like it's been a while boys but three out of the four ass casters are here today to run you through football 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 and then (sighs) anal beads and chess (laughs) (laughs) so you get uh, no, Carlos, no C-Dangle. He's out trying to uh, save Shakira internationally, so we uh, we wish him good luck uh, with all of that that he might be taking care of for the Colombian goddess. But you do get, we got TJ here today. Hi. TJ in his, uh, his <laughs> finest weekend at Bernie's sunglasses. Just hello, everyone, you know. I'm here. Schwammy? How's it going? We get, uh, we get Schwammy for... Almost an entire podcast today. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, just slowly easing back into things. No, uh, but you know, I have an obligation later. I play hockey, and so I have to leave a little early tonight. Pretty, pretty important stuff. Yeah. Whammy is another year older since the last time you've heard him big in this 30, podcast. Big thirty-three. That's right, the big three-three. My Patrick Waugh year, or what's it? What's another famous thirty-three? Uh, Off the top of your head, when three got drunk and got cross-eyed. Anyway, so moving on. (laughs) Shout out to 3chai.com who's been supporting us since the very beginning for all of your Delta 8, all of your Delta 9, all of your Delta 10. They've been pretty active on the Twitters too. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that, 3chai.com. Please reach out to those guys uh, if you have any need for their products. We do get a little bit of kickback, uh, to be transparent, but they have a a great product, and uh, we have users of the product. And, you know, it's a great way to relax. That's right. I'm wearing sunglasses inside today. That's right. It's very bright in here. So we have dilated. We have more content to talk about in episode lucky number 13 than we probably have in any of our previous episodes. Again, it's going to be football, football, football. We'll start off just with college football. There's a ton to go through just to run you down what we're going to be hitting on. KU football is actually relevant, and it's not just because we're from Kansas. Mm-hmm. They are starting to make waves uh, as a program that really, really had an exciting football game against West Virginia. And... To be honest, the the college schedule coming into this coming week is not very great, and KU is going to have one of the most interesting games on the schedule against Houston. Uh, How much can $4 million get you? It can get you beat by Nebraska. Nebraska paid. Texas A&M paid. Notre Dame paid collectively over $4 million to get beat by the Sun Belt's finest. Which I've been harping on this whole whole podcast about how good the Sun Belt is Mm -hmm. in college football. I've been saying it. Way back in hockey season, I remember this. Way back in, in December, I said this, guys. So, I mean, I called it. 
So how did we get to this point? We uh, we were ahead of the curve on hashtag fire Scott Frost, if you remember uh, as you casters. You did have that one. That was, that was impressive. We, I mean, not we, impressive, but... We literally, yeah. as they were playing Northwestern, uh, hashtag fire Scott Frost, and now it's come to fruition. Uh, and speaking of what money can get you, apparently $7.5 million extra gets Scott Frost fired two weeks early. So yeah. good for them. Yeah. Uh, there's also some injuries to go through uh, in the college front. We'll go through them. Uh, we'll also go through very close game between Alabama and Texas. Uh, that may have cost some people some money in the pocketbook if you thought Alabama was just going to roll Texas, so good showing there. Um, I've been on uh, Florida since the beginning of the season who had uh, just kind of uh, catapulted up to number 12 and then ran into a, a really, really good Kentucky team this last weekend we might be able to talk about. And Schwammy will give us his insight into the Oklahoma Sooners' last game. And then guess who they get this week? Yay. Nebraska. So that should take us through probably about the first 30 minutes of the podcast, and then we'll go heavy into NFL. We have not had a podcast since the beginning of the NFL season. It seems like the Rams against the Bills uh, maybe a Thursday ago. That seems like almost a month ago with all the football uh, that's been going on, but we can talk about uh, what Josh, Josh Allen did in his first performance. We can talk about what Matt Stafford looked like yeah. in his first performance, not only since the Super Bowl, but apparently Spiked since Elbow girlfriend. Woof. Yeah. Yuck. So uh, talk about that. Cowboys are officially out of it after week one. We'll talk to our Cowboys expert, TJ, to give us his insight into Dak Prescott. And Guys, that's not Andy talking shit on the notes. I wrote that. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we've also got uh, some other performances to talk about in week one. There were some surprising results. There's also some injuries to talk about, uh, and Russell Wilson got booed in the most recent game in Seattle. Why did that happen, and how in the world did they lose? So uh, that should take us through pretty much the entire podcast, and then, like I said, we've got a chess master special involving things that can go in places that we may get to. But, you know... That's still, I mean, if someone could have listened to the whole podcast right now, and they still might not have been able to connect that that goes back to the very first thing that you referenced, mm -hmm. the beads and, what was it? Anal beads and chess. And I, I, I have it, like, we, we, Andrew and I were on the car ride over here, and he said, do you want to hear about it? I said, no, I want to have a natural live reaction, mm -hmm. so I will be listening to this story live with you guys. <laughs> Carlos, have you... You're not Carlos. You're I'm not Carlos. Carlos. Maybe you're usually off, Carlos. Maybe you take off the glasses, you can see that I'm not Carlos. But no, I've I've only heard a very small portion of the story, so I hope to hear more details. Nothing like a, teener, a, t a teaser with anal beads and chess. Don't tease hey, me. Hey, old man. Old man's bringing hey. some mail. Old man just off of a, uh, a brutal, heartbreaking fantasy loss in week one with a... Uh, Running back from Denver who fumbled at the one-yard line that could have won him his fantasy football game with a winning score in the mid-80s for those people that care about that kind of thing. Yep. So. Yep. <sighs> anyway, so hopping right into college football, let's let's start locally. Let's start with KU. KU, did we all watch that game? It was... I watched the last bit of it, but... I. What is going on? I... Yeah, I I didn't really believe what I was watching. Um, I had to adjust my television a few times, check the contrast, 
check the brightness. Um, Found out you're wearing your sunglasses. Yeah, well, I was wearing them inside again. <laughs> Thanks, 3 Chai. Um, they look like they might win a few games. I, well, maybe they're 2-0. They have more wins than Notre Dame. They do. They have two more wins than Notre Dame. Yeah. Talk about a resurgence and a, like a spark for a fledgling, or, or not organization, I guess it's a program. But program. what a fucking game that was against the Mountaineers on the road. On also, the road. one of the few road wins the KU's had in the last what decade it feels like that's not named texas so the the previous uh i believe all five previous coaches for ku prior to lance leipold who's their current coach had gone over on the road in the big 12 over their entire coaching career it's ridiculous lance leipold uh just into the beginning of his tenure is already two and three on the road in Big 12 play. And he has that big extension. Yep. He did get extended another year into 2027. So, yeah, KU, KU seems like they're on the right track. We talked a little bit last week before we had really saw much of KU. We had talked about just a little bit of what we had heard, that they've actually got a, a decent quarterback, a decent running back, and actually three decent running backs. And they're able to pl- platoon them. And just here in the first couple of games, I think their average points per game is about 55. So, I mean, not too bad. First game was against Tennessee Tech, so take that for what it's worth. But they did get West Virginia on the road and were up by 13 as late as the fourth quarter and almost pissed it away, but ended up winning. Yeah, um, I. it was against a West Virginia defense who held up, I guess you could say, against Pitt. Um, I don't want to really go the transitive property, um, or the commutative property. I don't know my math. Um, KU better than Pitt who lost to Tennessee. I know how that works. That's, 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 that's there. There you go. That's old math. Um, God, they look good though. Like they had a little spark in them. It felt a little different watching them. Um, I'm kind of, I'm excited. Like I was, I'm a little excited for KU football. Well, if, if you think of it this way. When KU football is good, it you like the Big Twelve is better for it because I mean you don't want any I guess passengers if you would in a conference. It always looks bad for the conference if you have teams such as a KU that are they're on there. They're almost always chalked up as an easy win. I mean it just it doesn't look good because then it doesn't create any buzz. It doesn't create any extra revenue as well. It, so. it doesn't say a lot for a football program if conference is only keeping your football program because. Your basketball exactly yeah i mean that's that's exactly right but i i'm, I'm happy for the ku uh uj that they started owing to and i was looking at the stats here from the priest game against west virginia um that jalen daniels is not a bad little quarterback for them that he's uh he he was 18 for 29 with 219 passing uh or passing yards he also on 12 carries it ran for 85 yards so not a bad guy who can distribute the ball but also uh be mobile if needed so they got themselves a pretty damn uh, good quarterback for that program and they got a little wide receiver who mm-hmm. uh on the outside i believe number 10 goes up and fights for balls maybe you think of uh, number 11 luke grim yeah he was he, ooh, what a nice name luke grim yes yeah, really six rece- uh six reception for 66 yards um, didn't have a touchdown, but you know that he was the leading receiver on the on the day. He definitely popped. He popped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had he had a great day, and yeah, I I agree. Think he's 
this team is uh, on the up and up, and yeah, they gave up 42 points, but at the same time, I mean, they they battled, they were in it, they were down at the first they quarter. Won. I know well, they were down 14 nothing in the first quarter, and then came back and won. Yeah, and that, and that overtime was pretty fucking nuts as well. Also, nice to rub it in a little bit when uh, they they get the interception in overtime, and as opposed to just taking a knee, he runs it all the way back for the pick six. Hell yeah, just to bury him. Why not? You don't you don't lose in overtime by double digits very often, so that's awesome to see how that happened. It was pretty cool. So KU's gonna have um, an interesting game. There's not very many good college games coming up this coming week, but one of them to keep your eyeballs on. KU's gonna be at Houston. Houston started uh, the season in the top 25 and just played like shit against University of Texas San Antonio. They actually ended up winning that game in three overtimes, but they there's no they shouldn't have gone to three overtimes in that right. game. Right. Uh, and then Houston's following game after that came to. Uh, Texas Tech, they were on the road. That also went to overtime. Uh, they lost that game to Texas Tech by three. Uh, not quite sure uh, really what to make of Houston, so that's probably part of the intrigue into that game is we don't know really how good KU is, and we really don't know how good Houston is. Uh, mm-hmm. Houston favored by nine. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about Houston yet. I haven't been able to watch them so far, but, yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup between these two teams. One team, you know, that's – has a, are riding a high that they haven't been on in quite a while, and then a Houston team is usually pretty tough to always play against as well. I feel like this is the most hokey Midwestern Kansas answer you could probably give. But they look good. I'm excited to watch the game, <laughs> but I'm not going to put my money on it. <laughs> <laughs> probably fair. I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> so, moving on from KU, they'll be interesting to see. Let's let's hop into Oklahoma's situation. Uh, Shawa, you you watch Oklahoma probably as closely as anybody of the Askcasters here. Uh, I don't believe TJ and I watched that game at all. It looked like, at least from a score standpoint, looked like that was a, a pretty easy win for the Sooners. Uh, and then they're going to have Nebraska coming up. We'll hop into that in a second. But what were your takeaways from their their game? Well, it's a tale of two different uh, halves, honestly. Uh, if you look at the stats in the first half, I mean, the score was only 7-3, to three, and the Sooners only scored their their only touchdown with seconds remaining in the second quarter. So the the Kent State defense was just was playing lights out against a, a, a pretty pretty good uh, Oklahoma offense. Oklahoma also wasn't uh, – they just didn't seem to click a lot as well. Like, the running game wasn't um, – making any impact there wasn't a lot of push on the offensive line and Dylan Gabriel and his receivers just weren't really clicking but you also got to give Kent State a lot of credit for coming out and just playing you know smash mouth defense also their offense stayed on the the field for quite a bit it took a lot of time off the clock and they showed a lot of different and weird formations like they would take a full 30 seconds to get into their formation they do like a fake Wildcat, they get four people behind center and then finally hike the ball. So it was just a lot of different kind of, I guess, uh, plays that they were kind of running that K, uh, excuse me, OU may not have been privy to a whole lot, but you never know. It's just something that a lot of these smaller schools always pull out the the weird playbooks to just kind of throw other teams off guard. But it, but in the second half, then they just dominated. They came out, scored twenty four points in the in the third quarter. And then they got the only point in the fourth quarter with, a, I guess, an own safety, if you would. 
But, yeah, it was a tale of two different halves for sure. He kicked the hell out of that ball in the end zone. The kicker? What are you talking what are you about? For the safety. Where he just booted it out of the end zone? That's not what happened. That was not the OU game? No. No. Oh, man. Three chai <laughs> is a good, another great time to remind you. Three chai. <laughs> I thought that was the OU game. What game was that? I don't know, but I, it wasn't the OU game. That, the quarterback was the one that, like, kind of, they fumble-fucked the snap, and they had to go back and get it, and he ran out on the back of the end zone without realizing it, and then almost gained a first down out of it. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> Man, I, I, think, I think I saw the player talking about. I'm thinking it might have been Kentucky, Florida, but uh, man, I, I can't, I can't put a finger on it. <laughs> good so, job, good job, three chai. Hey, you know. So anyway, uh, <laughs> their product it works, guys. <laughs> Apparently, mushing games together. We'll just start slurring your worlds together. <laughs> slurring your worlds. So mention that there's not a good call, a like a lot of good college games coming up this week, but one of them that is going to be interesting again, in addition to what KU is going to be doing uh, against Houston, Oklahoma gets. Let's just jump right into Nebraska. Nebraska, who hashtag fire Scott Frost has finally come to fruition. They lose again at home, Georgia Southern. Prime time. I mean, what what a brutal five, almost five years for Scott Frost. Uh, Oklahoma is an eleven point favorite in this game against Nebraska. I don't, Schwammy. What do you expect coming into that game? I mean, everyone expects OU to blow them out, don't they? But I mean, at the same time, this is a, I guess, if you would, a. I mean, it's a prime game for or Nebraska, so you're going to expect their players to want to make a statement. That you know we might be what they one and two, but we're not going to get pushed around, especially in their own stadium and on you know, and so I just I expect a good pushback by Nebraska for at least a quarter or two. But it, I mean, given how Oklahoma started out against Kent State, it it could be interesting. So on it, I mean, I don't know what the money line is at for that game, but I, I feel like Oklahoma should win that game comfortably in the end. But I bet I suspect in the first quarter or so, Nebraska is gonna you know give it their all and give it you know punch in the mouth right away. Uh, ESPN's matchup predictor has Oklahoma with a little bit over seventy five percent chance to just win that game outright again. Sure. That line is at eleven, which is a really really curious line. I'm tempted to jump on that now. Uh, I think what, this. What does that mean for people who don't? generally there's there's numbers when vegas sets lines they usually have like basically key numbers that they generally land on anything close to a touchdown Mm -hmm. is generally uh what you'll see you'll see a lot of times games will be a a field goal spread a a a touchdown spread Mm -hmm. sometimes even a 10 point spread it's pretty rare to see a line at 11 generally if you're going to have a game that's going to be in double digits it's going to be somewhere between uh, 10 and, and 14 and this one just just because of the scoring the way scoring is done. yeah there's really no incentive to to bet something at, at 11 points that is so interesting I, I i 11 i don't i don't i guess i don't i can't add the math in my head it's like three isn't that like three uh field goals and a safety like what the fuck that's you a very odd score four field goals you could do that's a touchdown what, yeah. a field goal and a safety right you could do six safeties you could do a touchdown and three safeties. Mm-hmm. It, it's a weird line. Um, I, I think I, I think I'm going to bet this like now because I anticipate that this is going to actually move closer to 14 as we get 
uh, a little bit closer to kickoff. And it just makes sense. Breaking news from Old Top. Uh, a carrier pigeon just came and delivered some breaking news here. I don't know if we've got some NBC news that won't get us sued if we play their music. But K-State coach going to Nebraska, question mark. So I guess they're – you talking about KU's coach? K-State. K-State's coach? Well, and there's – Old Top, where would you hear this from? On the local news. I saw it on the scroll. Local what, news. And it? they said, will KU lose their coach? Will KU lose their coach? I don't see him being picked by Nebraska, but possibly the K-State coach. I've actually heard KU's coach is a candidate for Nebraska. I've not heard K-State's. Oh. I've never heard of KU's coach before. <laughs> he looks oh. like he came off the Red Cross, you know. Came off the Red Cross. Red Cross, uh, uh, everybody needs help, uh, you know, Red Cross wagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, here goes our sponsorship from the Red Cross. <laughs> well, I don't give them blood. <laughs> the Red Cross wagon. So, we'll see what, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. Holy fuck. That's funny. Nebraska's not going to need to be in a rush to make this hire. Uh, obviously, we're only two to three weeks into the season, and they've already they've named their interim coach. So I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on whether it be KU's coach, K-State's coach. I've heard, actually, Mark Stoops down in Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, could be a candidate for that job, and there's a couple other ones that are, are sprinkled in there. Has so Coach we'll, O had his name thrown out in that one? I have not seen Coach O. Okay. Man. <laughs> So, what one final thing, just a thing maybe to look for in the Oklahoma versus Nebraska game. Nebraska gave up over 450 rushing yards to Georgia Southern. That is not a good sign for what Oklahoma might do to them on the on the ground. Damn, I have. I didn't a, realize that that stat. I have a theory. <laughs> Go for it. And Shaway, I don't know. This, I'm, this is me just bullshitting out of my ass. Some right damn, corn bellies are too fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> it's got the juice. It's got. It's got carbs. Um, <laughs> last year wasn't the OU Nebraska game close. I think it was. Let me look that up. 2021, right? Yeah. O- Oklahoma, Nebraska. Let's look that up. I. I, I remember it being close too. I think Nebraska's gonna cover. Oh, they may. They may. I. I mean, who knows? Okay, so the, that game ended uh, Oklahoma winning twenty-three to sixteen. Uh, so that was when Spencer Spencer Rattler was the quarterback for OU. He went twenty-four for thirty-four, and uh, oh, what's his first name? Uh, Martinez, Adrian Martinez, for the Nebraska Cornhuskers was still there. And he went 19 for 25, just quick stats. But, yeah, that was a little bit closer, I think, than a lot of people re- uh, expected, especially a lot of OU fans. But, um, yeah, that's a good call, TJ. It was a lot closer than anticipated, so maybe we see something similar. I would bet that 11 points, boys and girls. So conflicting information from the Casters. I, I would know. take uh, I'd take the minus 11, looks like. TJ would take the plus 11, so. Hey, if you want to get weird this week, and go with the plus 11. There you go, so. <laughs> <laughs> so in tying a bow on college football we got about another 10 minutes to talk college uh let's 
let's just let's get Notre Dame out of the way real quick. <laughs> Thank God. This is probably going to be the last time we have to talk about Notre Dame this season. They 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 lost to Marshall. They were a twenty point favorite in the last like forty five years. It's the fourth worst loss that they've had against the spread. I mean, they've had a couple others that were actually beyond twenty points when they were favorites, but this was this was a bad bad loss. And in the the closing minutes of that game, they lose Tyler Buckner for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. At, honestly, Tyler Buckner didn't really impress me looking at him. So I don't know how big of a loss that's going to be, but I mean, you would assume he's the starter for a reason. I don't know what they bring in the backup position, but I don't. Look, they I put them in the same category as the Dallas Cowboys at this point. The season's over. Yeah, uh, they already have two losses, and it's not even a loss that we were counting. Um, so if you were listening to the Askcasters and uh, went to the betting parlors and went to bet the uh, under on the season total for Notre Dame, so you Waltz, are in great shape. I've got that ticket in my hand. Same <laughs> here, buddy. Um, I, th- I thought you went over. No, I bet under. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, our, my Saturday mornings got opened up. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to go golf? So that's really all there is to talk about Notre Dame moving forward. Uh, then I'd say what would be talking uh, worth talking about as we wrap up college football. Texas Alabama was a hell of a game. That was incredible. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, that was a fun game to watch. And damn, did Texas come out on fire against Alabama, dude? With all the penalties that fucking. Like, just win against Texas or weren't called against Texas. Against Texas or against Alabama? Uh, well, not in favor for Texas. That Penalties that should have been called that weren't called. Things that should have happened. I thought they got screwed. Alabama got... <clears throat> they, they were getting yellow flags thrown on the field. They deserved every them. Minute. Oh, they were they sloppy. Couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't uh-huh. handle... Their, their secondary could not handle Texas at the whiteout position. Um, Ewers, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Quinn Evers? Or Ewers? Ewers. Ewers? He won. The mullet man himself. Mr. Mullet. Speaking of mullets, Ewers, you might have the best mullet besides Yarmir Yager. In college football. In college football, yeah. At least in college football. Um, he went, he, it was sad to see him go down. He had such a great half and what was it? Half and a quarter. I think it might've been just a quarter. Yeah. yeah. I think right about half times when that happened, but yeah. he, yeah. he looked good. He could get the ball downfield. He had nice touch. Um, he was nine for 12 with 134 passing yards. Yeah. I, I like the kid and I, I, yeah, it's, it's tough to lose a, you know, a guy like that who sparked your offense so early in the season and he's done for the year. So, yeah. So Quinn Evers is going to be Quinn Ewers, excuse me. Quinn Ewers is going to be out four weeks. Yeah, rain, rain. He he took a pretty nasty land. He actually, I believe, uh, hurt his shoulder in two spots. Is the you can medical, do that medical diagnosis for him? So he'll be gone for a while. Alabama, that's about as sloppy as you're ever going to see them play football. I think yeah. that's the most penalties they've had since Dick Saban's been there. And I don't know what that total number of penalties was, but I think it's like 15. I mean, just unreal amount of flags and then to tj's point that they actually could have got more so uh texas will be i guess somebody to, to look at in the big 12 maybe they'll be a little bit better to, to get on the penalty side texas was called for five penalties for 30 yards total alabama was flagged 15 times for 100 y- yards total. and the play with that's Br- ridiculous the play with bryce love too in the end zone yeah. where he was coming down, and he mm. was falling on the defender, and he still wasn't down, and then he threw the ball, and it hit the Texas defender, so it couldn't have been intentional grounding. Right. 
and it, and it took just, it, it took about I, I think I was able to drink four beers and take two pisses in the time they reviewed that call. Oh right? yeah, I ordered and ate a pizza <laughs> With and six, paid six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Same you, delivery guy. Yeah, he's he's getting really pissed. <laughs> Wait, don't I know you? <laughs> you took your job. God damn it! But yeah, that was that's a bit ridiculous. If I think that went back on. Didn't I talk about that a couple pods ago about instant replay? If it has to, if yeah, it, it was last podcast. Yeah, yeah, if it takes longer than thirty seconds to a minute, you just either have to. That stick. one needed it though, and how I close think that I, game I, was. I think I think I I think that's one of those special cases that you're right. Like holy fuck! Like yeah. there were so many things that you had to think about in. Fuck! Like they needed one of those flow charts, dude. Like you know the flow charts, like. Hey, start here, and then if you say no, oh, go down to this option, and then if you say no... You're oh, sure, that flowchart, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen it a million times. You but, still need uh, to send me that one. Well, no one responds to my memos. Uh, I've been sending these out weekly, and no one fucking responds. <laughs> I have read receipts on them. I know you guys read them. You can't read. see if I read mine. I, I turn off my read receipts. No, I have a special program because Samsung's cool. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It's called Stalker Pro. Yeah, it's called NSA, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts on college football? Whether what we just saw or what's coming up this week? I, I will say as a whole, the last week of college football was one of the best uh, weeks of uh, football that I've watched in a while. Especially with the Sun Belt coming out and just beating people up last week. Holy crap, did they shine. It hurt. <laughs> you Are you sunburnt? Mm. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did get a little sun this week, but no. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, credit to them. They, they came out and fucking showed out, so. I mean, you had Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. You had Marshall beat Notre Dame, sorry. And then you had Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. Also on Saturday. Fuck Jimbo Fisher. That's right. What a fucking great game that was, too. Fucking Mountaineers just getting shit done. And did you see, guys see the video of people back in Boone? Uh, oh, North yeah. Carolina fucking rushing down in the main street. Main in the street? They yeah. had like a like a pond? <laughs> yeah. They were all jumping in the middle yeah. of? What a mess. I, that, was, that was awesome. What an environment. I know. It was so cool. I'm glad for them. That was a... And not only did he get paid millions of dollars to go to Texas A&M, but to beat them. It was so great. Typical I, A&M. You know, if I was a college student and I was in that part of the country and I saw all those kids running down to the big water puddle or lake, The big was, water puddle. Whatever it was. The shish pool. That would, I mean, that would have got me. Like, that would have recruited me. I'd be on their campus. <laughs> get yeah. out of there. That's where I get my moonshine water from. <laughs> That's why I'm we, here. We do it here so we don't have to put it in the tub. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was all just moonshine in that reflection pond that or something? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But no, that was that was a great way to wrap up the, the college football weekend was Appalachian State's win over Texas A&M. So. Appalachia. Appalachia. So uh, getting our ass casters updated on some of the bets that we had uh, put together for the college football season. Hey, we're doing pretty damn good. So <laughs> USC is looking tremendous. They're, uh, they're looking really, really strong. So over nine and a half wins looking good there. Notre Dame under nine and a half wins is looking, I mean, immaculate right now. I mean, it hurts to say, but it... It hurts to pay, baby. So I'm telling you. And then our Colorado Buffaloes got just plastered. Uh, they're, 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 
their their quarterback. God, that was late. The, the quarterback for Colorado. Hi, everybody. Sorry. No, you're good. The, the quarterback for Colorado has a QBR of 13. Oh, my God. 13. The only quarterback in the Power 5 that's lower is the quarterback for Iowa. And if you've seen Iowa, they've scored, like, negative 10 points this entire season. Dude, and they still always wave at the children. <laughs> I mean, yes, they are good people, but, yeah. Um, did you guys, I wouldn't be if my quarterback played like that. Did, did you guys see uh, Barstool that was did a live show in, in Iowa, and one of the guys on this show was talking shit to uh, the Iowa fans in, in the stands? Let me try, see if I can't find it, but... Um, Anyway, if you want to go ahead and keep talking about Colorado. no, while he does that, so again, ask casters, we're we're keep like we're doing well so far in these futures bets. Colorado just looks terrible, and they are terrible. So uh, that under that we had of three and a half games at the beginning of the season is looking pretty solid. And I don't know who their next games against, but I thought I saw that there's something like a twenty point underdog again. So that's awesome. And then I I think the only other thing we've been talking about continually through the college football season so far is the. The what could have been a potential Heisman run for Florida's quarterback. That took a pretty big step back this last weekend. He did not look good against Kentucky. Kentucky was pretty strong, and Richardson, it was only his third career start, so we gotta we gotta keep that into consideration. But he had multiple overthrows. Uh, that should have been pretty damn easy reads for the most yeah. part. So he took a step back, and I don't know what that's going to mean for Florida the rest of the season. I, but... you know, doing a little bit more research. Well, not research. I'm just watching. Um, <laughs> or that. And that, the play we talked same about. Thing, same, same, cool, same. It was even the play we talked about last week, though. Um, I don't think he, to your point, I don't think he knows the playbook all that well because on the play that you and I were talking about, he actually, it's a misread. He goes to hand the ball off, and the running back goes the wrong way. And I saw a couple things during that game against Kentucky where it just there were misreads, um, a lot of overthrows. Yeah, a lot of yeah. overthrows, miscommunications. Yep, yep. And then had a pretty awful pick. They yeah. got taken back, pick six. But anyway, so we'll keep our eyeballs on Florida. Uh, I don't think Richardson's dead at this point but i mean the Not the heisman the, the heisman runs done so yeah. let's let's take a look at what shaway's found here so this was at this was the barstool like live show in iowa and i i don't know the gentleman's name but he was talking shit on iowa's offense and they the crowd was not in favor of uh his comments and here's what ensued. he has a guys for the ass casters who don't have television closed caption access um the man who's about to talk here has a crown on his desk and a it's a high noon. High noon drink. Beverage. Yes. My dog of the week, the Iowa Hawkeyes offense. You guys fucking suck and you know it. That's why, that's why none of you, that's why none of you can throw and hit me. And my movie Spencer Pizza is out here throwing the fucking ball. Holy shit. All right, all right, all right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this guy is on what appears to be like a college game day set and he has got incoming mm-hmm. incoming beers from everywhere yeah. while making that statement. That is awesome. And he's he's one of four cast members up here at the podium and the other three people are in terror. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. 
but yeah, that's pretty much it. It was it was fucking hilarious. Oh wow. Yeah. So anyway, college football. So let's let's <laughs> hop into uh, NFL. So Yay. we have not had a podcast since the Thursday night debut Rams versus Bills. So there's a lot of NFL to cover. Uh, we can talk. Uh, let's just hop right into that first game: Bills versus uh, Rams. That that line ended up with Bills as a favorite, two and a half. But they cruised in that game, and they looked fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. So here, here's kind of a weird thing that I have when I watch any champion on their first night when they do like their banner ceremony and stuff. It never really ends well when they do like those kinds of things. Have you ever noticed that kind of like weird thing? It's like prima nocta. What? What is that? I don't know. What does that mean? Never mind. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go to Urban hang, Dictionary hang on here. A second. Can you please? Is that a Jewish phrase? Are you okay? <laughs> Monocta. You guys need to watch Braveheart. Can you? Can okay. you? Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. <laughs> Before the wedding, the ceremony of Premonocta took place, where the king bed the future wife. What? Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? You guys about? need to watch Braveheart. Fuck off! Wow. <laughs> yeah okay so i uh, yeah anyway can we move on from yeah, that let's let's talk <laughs> fucking bills rams <laughs> but yeah i was uh i was expecting a little more out of the rams especially their defense but i mean to give the bills credit they do have a pretty potent offense because it's like the bills fucked their girlfriend on the wedding night <laughs> you get it now oh! Got it. Right. Yeah, it's just a big scared. night. It, someone it, else gets to fuck him. Yeah. It took a while. Sorry. It was, you know, the wheel is spinning, but no one's behind the wheel. Dude, I'm driving a crazy bus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Three Chai. But Stop. yeah, let's let's get back on track with the game. What, Sorry. What were your thoughts on uh, on on the Bills as a whole? I thought they they played a fantastic game. Vaughn Miller, I was, I didn't think, I don't know what I was doing, I don't know what I was smoking, well I know what I was smoking, thank you, FreeChat.com. I don't know what I was thinking when I, I was not thinking that Vaughn Miller was going to be a major asset on that defense, I was wrong, he was on fire, that man was running through brick walls. Jake Allen is a, another person that was running through brick walls. I mean Josh Allen? Josh Allen, Jesus tips. 3chai.com. Jake Allen's a goalie for Calgary now. Calgary. Calgary. No, uh, Montreal, take another lap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, continue talking about this game. So anyway, Jake Allen, great quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Jake Allen, great goalie. I love his uh, butterfly style behind great the center. Great yeah, he played for the uh, London Knights. Um, what, what, uh, no. about, what about Josh? Yeah, Josh, he's a good kid, too. Uh, <laughs> no, he uh, he looked great, and old man, he at this point has been brought up multiple times, but the old man brought it up, too. Um, how much can Jake, Josh Allen, fuck. Josh Allen, how much can Josh I'll Allen... I'll take J-words with four letters for 500, Alex. I'll take Jap anus relations. <laughs> Anal bum covers. <laughs> I've been trying to make one for years. 
What sound does a doggy make? That's the sound, sound your mother made last night, Tremaine. That's not my name. By the way, wrestling signs on Twitter is one of the best accounts ever. Did you guys get the one I sent you yes. last night? My yes. mom is a whore. Yes, that was so fucking funny. That, the great thing about it, that looked like it was pretty old. Like, like I only sent you guys 5% of the wrestling signs that I looked at last night on that account. Oh, there were some gems. So good. Is it like an actual account, like yeah. wrestling signs? Yeah. Oh, I need to go follow it. Yeah, okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. You, you fucking follow the most obscure. They're fucking tremendous. No, they are. Like it's they're, good content. They're good follows, but they're just fucking. I, I saw man. a wrestling sign on that that one today that said. Uh, uh, Destiny's Child and one other popular band. It said Destiny's Child and Band X are lesbians. <laughs> what if, is, is, it, is it uncut wrestling picks? Uh, I'd have to. I'd, I'd anyway, have to I see, I see a picture. It says, "My wife Ashley loves it raw." That's <laughs> <laughs> tremendous. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, Jake Allen, Josh Allen. There you hey! go. You guys are so stupid. Yep. Um. He, does he need, I mean, do you run that kid as much as they are? I don't think you can. Like, I love it from a teammate perspective, but, I mean, you can't have him getting knocked around like that for 17 games. Well, he wouldn't get knocked around at all that game. In fact, he gave one of the best stiff arms that I've ever seen a quarterback give a defensive player in the history of quarterbacks giving. Again, I love it. I love it, but maybe in the playoffs. Uh, as good as Josh Allen was, Matt Stafford was equally bad. And I don't know if that's just a one-game fluke or if there's more to. I think we were talking before the podcast, the type of surgery that it is now disclosed that Matthew Stafford had in the offseason, similar to like a Tommy John surgery, if it was, I mean, was it, it was, Tommy John's? That's how I understood it. Yeah, I, that's how I, I kind of like heard Working about with the it. joint, trying to re, like re-strengthen your forearm so your, like your bicep's not pulling on everything. I know how to, I know how to re-strengthen your forearm without having to go through surgery. Well, you got a girlfriend now. You don't need to. No, I, I use my left hand now. Oh. <laughs> as a challenge. He's ambidextrous. <laughs> I don't want to go off the rails right now. <laughs> By the way, at wrestling underscore signs is okay, what you're looking you. okay, for. Okay, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I felt like maybe maybe Stafford was just, what do you think, maybe just wasn't in the groove, wasn't, I guess, in a sense, maybe trying to gradually feel more comfortable i mean i don't know combination of factors yeah he he had if he wasn't throwing to cooper cup culp culp and i think on this we've got it on our notes today we've got him listed as cooper cobb today uh anytime he threw the ball to cooper cup he looked fine but he if he went anywhere else that ball was not good andy i think you and i could throw the ball to cooper culp and we would be fine I don't know. I, I'm already sore from doing this podcast. I don't know if I could do anything more. Get that pull out of your ass. Um, we haven't got to our story about anal beads and chess yet. Quit giving away the headlines. Sorry. Quit skipping ahead. Sorry. This is, this is not a choose-your-own-adventure. I'm giving y'all a little teaser. 
When I used to read oh, Choose Your Own Adventure books, I was so scared there, of having the... You, oh, sorry. you have Choose Your Own Adventure pornos. You never had a Choose Your Own Adventure book. <laughs> no, I did. In oh, our, okay. In our good little Catholic school, I did. You're full of shit one, but I'll, I'm going to just disregard that. Here's the real question. Did you... A, well, not, did, which one did you do? Either or. Did you read more Choose Your Own Adventure books? Or have you watched more Choose Your Own Adventure pornos? I read more books. I don't like Choose Your Adventure porn. If I do porn, I like to know what the ending's going to be. I don't like all the fucking... <laughs> Early. <laughs> I don't need more anxiety in my life. All right, all right, just asking. So, anyway, going back to Matthew Stafford. Uh, again, when he wasn't thrown to Cooper Cup, it, it was bad. Allen Robinson, if you started him in fantasy, you probably lost, which I didn't because I have such a good fantasy team. But yeah. Allen Robinson got like two points, and he he looked bad. And he's not going to be that bad the rest of the season. No. But there is a lot of work to do for the Rams to get on the same page. They, I, I don't think it's a missing ODB thing. I don't think it's a they, uh, Van Jefferson. I don't think that play. They they just did not look good. And that ball, like, well, when, once once the Bills knew that Stafford wasn't going to be as effective, they knew they could stack. They them. went, yep, and they 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 took away the running game as well. And I, I hate I hate to say it. I don't think it's this bad yet. But there were times where that ball came out from Stafford, and it gave me that feeling of Peyton Manning towards the end. Yes, yes. I'll let you guys talk about that because I gotta go grab some more beers. Well, no, that's exactly how I felt when I was watching it too, and I said that to my brother, and he goes, "Holy shit, you're." That's what, exactly what I was thinking. Remember, and I was kind of rooting for Denver, like not rooting for him, but I just I liked Peyton Manning, so I wanted him to do well. I, man, and that was such a conflict of mine, like because I'm a Chiefs fan, I don't want the Broncos to win, but I it's hard to hate Peyton Manning. Right. Like, so Yeah, it, it's It's like, man, I hope you throw 300 yards, but you guys lose 49 to 33. Yeah, I mean <laughs> <laughs> We want you to do well. We don't want your team to do well. Right. But no, yeah, it was it's like one of those things where you're watching a star fade and it's kind of a sad Drawn out process, unfortunately. On, on it's like Paul Newman and Slapshot. No, he was still in his prime. <laughs> what are you talking about? Have you seen the start of that movie, shall we? Fuck yeah, dude! He looks great. <laughs> that man is suave. Actually, I just watched, he is. I speaking of him, I watched a, a clip from the Sting when he was at the the gambling scene where he was swindling people. It was that's a great movie. By I have him. not seen it. That's a good movie. This, have you ever watched The Sting with uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford, Andy? No, but I've, I've experienced The Sting. <laughs> <laughs> this is why he doesn't choose your own adventures on porn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the adventures in STD. <laughs> is that the adventures of babysitting too? Um, Stafford, last year, he just a reminder, he did lead the league in interceptions. Um, just... 17 of them last year. He had 41 Ooh. touchdowns, though. Um, I mean, considering that's a good stat line, but still, 17. 60, that's one a game. A lot of interceptions. 67% yeah. completion percentage, though. Yeah. He had a lot of weapons. So that's six. I don't know. That's Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting stat for sure. I don't know. It's... I. As of right now, it's going to be a it's going to be a struggle for this uh, Bill, uh, excuse me, it's Rams offense. So it, it just, they go as far as Stafford goes, which I, I don't. Would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't think it's that far. It, I, it, we'll, we'll see. Maybe next week will be different. We ne- we don't know. 
Just a little cortisol, a little HGH in that arm. Yeah. It'll be good. <laughs> put some tussin on it. <laughs> Mama just put that tussin on there. Well, l- luckily coming up for the Rams uh, this week is going to be a get-right game. They're going to be at home against Atlanta. So... Uh, I would. They I would, they looked good though. Yeah, Atlanta. It's, I don't. It's week one. I know, but Atlanta did not look as bad as people predicted, especially when they had Cordell Patterson fucking doing everything. But did I tell you, motherfuckers? You didn't say what, anything. What did you him. say about well, him? Did I said he's awesome. I like if you look and listen through everything we put out. I said that at some well, point. Well, then that's your homework to go find your comment about Cordell Patterson. <laughs> I already found it. Uh, Here in my head. <laughs> okay, so Rams should have a get-right game, and then looking forward to what the Bills have moving forward. They're going to be one of two Monday night games coming up. They're going to be at home against Tennessee. Tennessee didn't look that damn good. They're zero and one. Yeah, so not impressed. That was the first game of the NFL slate, and then we hopped right into Sunday, and there were oh god, it was so good to have the first. NFL week. Mm-hmm. You guys just jump in and, and what were your takeaways? We had all types of shit going well, on. Well, just like the the field at Soldier Field, uh, that game was sloppy as hell. Holy Gross. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Bill, I mean, the Bears coming out with a win against uh, the 49ers, which trying to get Trey, uh, Trey Lance out there. And he did not look great or very comfortable in that pocket. And I, I don't know if I should take anything away from that game at all. I know. It's hard to say anything because the conditions were trash. But uh, it, we'll see how they, you know, they both teams, I guess, play the next week and see how if the Bears can continue their, their you know, the momentum from that game and see if the 49ers can turn it around and show who they really are. By the way, I don't, like, I don't know. They just laid that new turf down at Soldier Field, I guess, within the mm-hmm. last seven days. No shit. So, so it was new turf, but apparently they got like five inches of rain within like an hour or two hours. So I don't really know if there was much that they could have done about. It. I know it looked really, really terrible. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if I'm the coach or the owner of the Chicago Bears and I see Justin Fields taking a fucking swan dive across the turf, not feeling pretty good about that. Holy shit. As Nick Saban said at the end of the Texas game, knock that shit off. Good God. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was pretty atrocious. And, I mean, I've seen, and on a different note, I've seen kind of uh, some concepts about putting a, a roof over Soldier Field if the Bears don't actually build their own stadium out in Arlington Park. So maybe that's something they do in the future to prevent, you know. Is that to, the future? Is that the future of stadium building? They're all just control be, the weather. Yeah, it's going to be all air, uh, climate controlled and inside. And, and then the NHL goes the opposite and opens up their domes. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> it's like it's already happening. Yeah, man, it's like they're at, going outside and playing. I mean, whoa! It would be pretty classic if they did. Take a fucking lap <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> A winter I might, classic? I might get pneumonia. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to go outside. But, no, I think, you know, TJ, uh, that's a good point. I mean, are a lot more teams going to start putting domes or, you know, over their stadiums? And a, a, a reason to do that is, especially if you're a, a quote-unquote cold-weather state or region, 
is so you could host the Super Bowl, and that would mean a lot of dollars to those cities. Well, didn't so maybe. Minnesota get the Super Bowl not too long ago? New yeah. York got one outdoors, and it was fucking piss cold. Yeah. yeah, and but that gave a lot of teams like I know Kansas City's trying to get a Super Bowl at some point, and that gave them a lot of le- like leverage, saying you gave it to fucking New York in January. Why don't you bring it to Kansas or Missouri? Excuse me. But at the same time, depending on what happens with that stadium issue, they may put a, a, a I don't know, a roof or dome over it. Well, but could, but to give you the, your point, I I could see that happening. It I don't know. That's a you know it's a kind of an off topic discussion. We can discuss at a later time. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's go on to another game. So uh, what what was one of your uh, most exciting games that you watched on Sunday, and why was it the Steelers and Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> so that is actually the one that I tuned into immediately. And it was great right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe yeah. Burrow, he ain't going to last the whole season behind that line. No. I don't give a shit about what they tell me they did as far as the changes. He, he's going to get killed behind that line. Yeah. And he's already had serious, major knee reconstructive surgery. Yeah. He, he took a couple of hits. That I wasn't necessarily worried about, like his knee or his foot or anything, but he he had a couple that I looked at him and, and I'm like I I don't know if he's getting up from that. And he had a couple times where he got up kind of slow. He, he he didn't necessarily look injured, but he got he got rocked. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, to give him credit, he stood in there and took it. And you know, he he's a gamer, but I mean, his stat lines for that game not great. And I don't know if you want to if it, if. You contribute that all to his line of scrimmage, or his, his offensive line, excuse me, or what. But he went 33 for 53. I mean, 338 yards isn't bad, but two touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah, and Holy you, shit. you as a Joe Mixon fantasy holder, yeah. that uh, Pittsburgh's defense last season was mm-hmm. the worst in the league against mm-hmm. the rush, and they looked not great, but they looked better. Mixon had 82 yards. Yeah, and then uh, rushing and then receiving at sixty three. So I mean, he he had a, a a decent day. No no touchdowns, but still, I mean, that. But to continue on the point about the game, though, I mean, what a finish! I both teams, I mean, obviously battled that entire game. It's a divisional game, so it's going to be a knockout, drag out kind of game. But man, what an overtime! Especially when uh, the long snapper for Cincinnati went out with an injury, so they had to put someone else in and. Obviously, that caused a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, another another take, couple takeaways from that game. Big one's probably on the injury front for the Steelers. T.J. Watt. Yeah. Uh, he made a tackle against Joe Burrow and grabbed for his peck immediately. Walked off the field immediately. And actually, he didn't go to the blue tent. He went straight to the locker room. I think he knew what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, initial, initial <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> Initial reports on the injury were that that was going to be a season-long injury. It yeah. looks like he's gone for a second and even third opinion on that, and it's mm-hmm. been revised to maybe like a six- to eight-week injury. But a, a, a fucking shame because he, he killed it. I mean, the Pittsburgh defense looked they looked different than last year, and he was a big part of it. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, <clears throat> Sorry, Sean. No, you're okay. I was just going to say he, he when, when any Watt is in the lineup, they cause havoc and are one of the best def- – uh, defensive lineman in the league but god damn they are injury prone and it's fucking sad to see but it's the truth if you can't stay healthy you're kind of, you, i mean that's almost the a, shoulders 
Yeah, it is. Like, it's always, like, the upper body, like, right there. It's not... I wonder if it's a Wisconsin thing. Maybe they uh, need to get the uh, massage therapist from Deshaun Watson. Like, maybe one or two all, of them. All 72 of them. <laughs> yes, all of them. But, um, no, he he's uh, very important to that lineup because without him, I don't think the Steelers' defense this year is really going to stand much of a chance uh, like they have in years past. No, and they were buzzing, to your point, Andy. They were mm-hmm. buzzing on defense. Minka Fitzpatrick was a boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been a boss. He is a great defensive player. Um, it was good to see the Steelers. I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it was good to see the Steelers kind of buzzing again. And uh, Mitch Trubisky didn't look too bad. Yeah, he looked average. <laughs> I mean, he looked average. He's he's a, he was managing the game fine. He is he is the definition of quarterback purgatory. He is he's not good enough to win a title, but he's probably not good, he's not bad enough to get rid of. Kenny Pickett's the number three, by the way, on the depth chart that's, in Pittsburgh. That's shocking. So what happened? Something had to have happened. It's with his little Pickett. hands. <laughs> Kenny being, Pickett's are, hands. Yeah. We're still bitching about Kenny Pickett's depth or his, <laughs> his depth. <laughs> the depth of his hands. They're small. She told me they were average. <laughs> I don't know. Lord that. of the Rings. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if the reason that Kenny Pickett's number three on that depth chart is just... Uh-oh, the here we go. won't fit, Sawyer! <laughs> she said it won't average. I, I don't know if the reason Kenny Pickett's number three on that depth chart is just to create the, uh, as, as Kevin Hart once said, facade of a non-quarterback controversy. Um... I don't know. I don't know why he is number three, but I mean, it is what it is. They're going to run with Trubisky. Pittsburgh's got a maybe a, another get right game here coming up this week. They're going to have a game against New England, who look like absolute dog shit uh, in Week One, just like the parking lot at Dolphin Stadium. Hey, Carlos, go fuck yourself to a just fucking shit on your whole fucking New England territory. Fuck you. Fuck you. I forgot why we said you were gone today, but... He's saving Shakira. Oh, well, you're doing the word, the Lord's work, sir. But fuck you. But fuck you, yeah. So, <laughs> that let's... Okay, so we talked about where Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to be this next week, and then uh, Cincinnati's going to have a get-right game against... Oh, here comes a transition against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Dallas Cowboys. TJ, the floor is yours. Um, this is going to... I can't believe I'm saying this. Dallas is going to win this game. Are you sure about that? Did you see what fucking the Steelers defense did? No, but I watched how the Cowboys played. They did. I mean, their defense was the only reason they were in that game. Yeah. So when so the defense the, when can't that, play against the other defense. When that defense goes against that offensive line, Mika, Mika or not Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, Mika Parsons is going to have himself a Micah, Micah Parsons. That's a really hard transition to go from Mika Fitzpatrick to Micah Parsons. Fence go Patrick. fuck yourself. It's also hard to win games when he only scored three points against the Buccaneers. You know, maybe the Amari Cooper loss, and I mean they're they're they they lost Michael Gallup as well. Um, they have quite a few injuries across the offensive uh, front, but Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, they're yeah, they're gone. I mean, 
Cooper Rush is going to, I think he's going to get us a win this weekend against Cincinnati, but it's not really going to be him. It's going to be. You want to guess the line on that defense. game? Um, You're at home, by the way. Six and a half. Close. Seven and a half. Hmm. Hmm. So. What are your thoughts? I, I would bet. I would bet the Dallas Cowboys to cover. I'll go against you in that game. I'm Hell yeah, brother. Brother? I'll, I'll go. I'll go Bengals in that one. God. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it might be a long season for the old Cowboys. And I am not an optimistic Cowboys fan. <laughs> You're but... not optimistic ever. No! <laughs> no! Oh, no! gonna laugh at you! Oh! <laughs> Mom, can I go out to dinner? No! <laughs> Thanks, Mickey. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, Shaw, how much more time do you have, buddy? He's got 13 no. minutes. Yeah, about 13 minutes. Before you leave, mm-hmm. I just want you I want you to say, I want you to touch on personally the South Park Conference, the concert. We can talk about it another time. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, because you know what I want to talk about? The Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Swim, you got the floor. Yeah, I want to talk about the Chiefs and how good they looked without Tyreek Hill, which he had a good day in, in uh, Miami. But they <laughs> looked... A Will Burrow. <laughs> a Will Burrow? Burrow. God, I hate all of For you. For fuck's sake. We just talked about Joe Burrow. What does it have to do with anything? Will Burrow? Burrow. Oh, now I get it now. Sorry, it took me a second. Oh, yeah, talking God. about his coach. Sorry. But no, I want to talk about the Chiefs and how, how great they still looked. I mean, against a pretty decent team in the Cardinals who made the playoffs last year. they The Chiefs put 44 on the board against their defense. And I think they kind of... And they, and and they stopped after the third quarter. They yeah, the, They took the foot off the pedal. Yeah. And that's the only time, really, the... the uh, I almost called them the Coyotes, the Arizona Cardinals. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Utility. Yeah. Uh, actually was able to score more than seven points. That defense actually looks pretty damn decent this year. Yeah, they. I, I, Shawe, I thought you were full of shit, like I always do. Mm-hmm. But I was watching that game and thinking to myself, maybe Shawe had this one. Maybe you got this one. And I think you did. I did. I do want to give Shawe the floor for the time, but I do have to say that I saw one of the funniest memes in the entire fucking world. <laughs> After that game, yeah. I, I saw a picture of Kyler Murray with a game controller and a TV in front of him, and it said, this is what happens when Call of Duty has a double point weekend. <laughs> I saw that, too. Well, did you see the one where uh, where uh, Mahomes was holding up, like, four fingers, and the, ca- the caption was, how many picks did Burrow throw today? Yeah, that came out of that game, too. Hashtag trolling. I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, one bad thing, obviously, that happened was that Harrison Butker – like sprang sprang his ankle on yeah, a kickoff, yeah, yeah. and he is out for Thursday. Yep, he is out for tomorrow's game as we're recording the Wednesday before. So, pretty cool thing about that, as unfortunately him getting injured was that safety Justin Reed came in and took over the kicking duties for that game, and well for for a short period of time he went one for two on uh, extra points and. Did most of the, I think, the kickoffs. But at the same time, uh, this, this was a kind of like a, I don't know, it's not, it wasn't a joke in the, uh, during the preseason, but it was, you know, something to just kind of a fun deal that the a folly. Chiefs did. Yeah, a, a little folly. folly. A little football folly. Hey, you want to call down to the Zigfields yeah. and watch the folly? Oh. <laughs> so, 
they did that during the preseason, and Justin Reed did pretty damn good. And they were like, ha ha, we found our backup kicker if we need him. Ha ha. Ha ha. you rat son of a bitch. <laughs> but, in fact, they actually had to use him. And he actually did pretty damn good. And I guess he used to play soccer. So it's kind of makes sense why he's good at, you know, like, has a strong leg and be able to kick the ball. But I thought the Chiefs had a pretty damn good game overall. I know it's first game, just like we're talking about. Everything is, you know, kind of still up for grabs on everyone's opinions on teams, but I felt like the Chiefs had a pretty damn good day. What did you think of the receiving core? They, they spread the ball out quite a bit, but um, let me look at the receiving yards. Kelsey obviously led, led with 121 yards and a touchdown. My boy. Ju- My boy as well. Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster had 79 uh, receiving yards. Also, as you look at that, I mm-hmm. think the takeaway from the Juju Smith-Schuster line is his number of targets. He had, uh, I think, as many targets as Kelsey are just right below. But he He's was going to be their pose- uh, possession receiver. He, he's, yeah. their, he's their number one. I think you, you probably have this right in front of you, shall we? But I don't I'm, have eight, those eight targets. Numbers, but, well, he, well, I don't have those numbers but i know he had six receptions where okay. kelsey had eight okay marquez valdez scantling had four receiving uh well 44 receiving yards for four receptions and after that just a couple of uh here and there dink and dunk, i wouldn't say dink and dunks but they um another guy that came out that has been injured for the last couple of years is jody fortson had a touchdown oh. his only reception Old Jody. It was a one yard, but he's going to be a guy that in the in the red zone you're going to go to that is a big body that can go up and get that ball. And he is listed as a tight end, but not always plays like the tight end. So I think they're going to be able to distribute the ball a little bit more. Not going to be as oh, how do I put this explosive as a, put throwing a bomb to Tyreek Hill necessarily, but being able to spread the ball out and giving. The defense, so many options on who to cover is going to help Mahomes out so much. And going into like either a zone or one-on-one coverages. So I I think it's going to help him out in the long run. So digging a little bit deeper into those numbers that we were talking about, just trying to figure out who might be. I mean, not that it's a big deal who his number one receiver is outside of Kelsey, but number of targets, Kelsey, nine targets, Juju, uh, eight targets, uh, McCole Hardman, with six, uh, I don't know if he's going to be their number two. I, I don't know about him, honestly. He had a mm-hmm. touchdown. Uh, MVS, for us lazy people, had four targets. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, the running back, four out of the backfield. Sky Moore had one but caught it for 30 yards, yep. for whatever that's worth. Yeah, and uh, the running backs also were pretty spread out as far as um, how they gave them the ball. So, like, Isaiah Pacheco, I found out how to pronounce his name finally. Pacheco had 62 rushing yards. It was in the second half, but still. 62 rushing yards on 12 carries and a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 42 rushing yards, but he also had 32 receiving yards and had two touchdowns. And then you missed mentioning McKinnon. He, he, he's a guy who's starting to run angry to show that he belongs on this roster, and you got to love to see it if you're a Chiefs fan. So I, they spread the ball out pretty damn good, and also the defense had a good day with how many pressures they had on Kyler Murray and forcing him to throw the ball probably a little bit earlier than he would have liked or, you know, should have maybe studied for, and you know that especially that Sneed sack, which I saw someone analyzing on Twitter. I wish I could remember to give him credit, but saying that you should have read that as a fucking uh, a blitz from the the cornerback on that play, and it was the, the easiest sack I've probably ever seen a cornerback have. So 
It was a it was a good day all around for the oh, Chiefs. Who was that? I saw I you saw, saw what that you're too. talking about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It was um um RG three, wasn't it? It might have been, but it, I it might I think it was some like I wouldn't say some guy because that's not fair. I was uh, I saw the video on Twitter, and I thought it was just someone who was like videotaping their their TV. So not to not to not to shit on him, but that's just kind of what I remember viewing that. Video. Well, he doesn't do his homework. That's true. So, but also, I, just wanna, I want to mention uh, George Karloftis. He didn't have a sack, and he was a highly touted guy coming out of Purdue. But he still had a lot of quarterback rushes and pressures, and, he and had that's a good day. Kansas City's first round draft pick. Yeah, and but also draft first round draft pick Trent McDuffie went down with an injury too. But he how bad's that? Uh, it's it's, it's a hammy. It's so uh, we'll it's we'll see. I think it's at least four weeks because he's on IR. So. But anyway, I, I felt overall Chiefs had a pretty damn good day on their first outing. Any uh, Nostradamus-like predictions against uh, Chargers on Thursday? Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a offensive brawl between the two. They have two some of the best, uh, obviously, offenses in the division, but maybe even in the AFC. So it's going to be who, maybe it's going to be one of those shootout games of who can outscore who, but... Maybe also whose defense could come up with the big play when needed. So both defenses at the same time I feel like are pretty good and almost about equal, but I think I'd give the slight edge to the Chargers. So, And I'm going to that game tomorrow, so I can't wait to see that in person. You son of a bitch. Yep, that's what happens when you're season ticket holder. I can't wait until he leaves. Me too. And we can disclose to the audience what he's really leaving for. Cupcakes? That and Frosty. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's not hockey? No. Oh, okay. We know that's a front. Oh, is it? Yeah. Damn it. That's like when Sundays like when Sundays come starting October, it's gonna be a front for me. Glad you found out. Yeah. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. By the way, is the Chiefs kicked Arizona's ass. The uh, <laughs> the once one the once strong NFC West now has, I believe, Seattle leading the division. Geno Smith Jesus. is the greatest fucking quarterback I have ever seen in Go. my life. Ready, ready, re- ready for your stat of the day? Geno Smith, last nine games, 9-0 nine and against the spread. Wow. Don't hate. Geno <laughs> Smith. Don't hate on that Geno Smith. Did, it, his, did you see his quote well, after the yeah. game? Yeah, what was it, Charlie? Uh, they wrote me off, but I never wrote back or something like that. God. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, that's cool. Sick, dude. You had eight touchdowns in college once. That was cool. That was cool. I did see a list of quarterbacks that Geno Smith has been the backup for over the course of his career, and it's a pretty pathetic list. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? He's, I, I, I wish, hey, Joel. Hey, Joel. I wish I could remember the list of these starting quarterbacks, but it was it was bad. Yeah. They, it was like, how is Geno Smith even behind these guys? But it was pretty rough. Yeah. Almost like with, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just, a, I, I did see like on Monday night his, not stat line, but like where he played out in the last few years. And yeah, it's it's an interesting list. But Shall we? Three minutes left. Any other parting shots? Hockey, football, no. extracurriculars, I'm, I'm cupcakes? Gonna, I'm going to be mad that I'm going to miss out on the, the talk about the queen dying. Uh, any other NFL talk? And oh, before we, what's your favorite queen song? Uh, that that has to do with that the queen dying? or <laughs> You choose. You choose how fucked up you want to be. Mm, I mean, I, I, the the... The go-to would be another one bites the dust. If we're gonna be like straight up about it, but I don't know. 
my see that's you just went there. I know I did. Okay, uh, but she's not my queen. I just went. That's th- Beyonce. I just. Dude, so- <laughs> Destiny's Child are lesbians. Was it you that sent me the how millennials are taking the queen dying? Someone sent me. I don't know. I someone don't sent me a TikTok and it was like millennials uh, watching the queen dying. Oh, Lizzie's in a book. And the girl goes, "You mean Queen Beyonce?" Oh yeah. And she was like, "No." And they're like, "Oh, Queen Be- Queen Latifah." And then she was like, "No." And they're like, "Queen Madonna." She's like, no. And like just ran down the whole list of queens you could call. You're oh sorry, go ahead. And finally she was like, No, idiot! The Queen of England. And the girl goes, Oh who the fuck that is <laughs> something you, like that. You know, remember when Sharon was an alcoholic and she was getting ready for the royal wedding and we told her that we'd get up and watch it with her back in your drinking days. Oh, and we woke yeah. up we woke up at like four AM and played uh like wedding bingo. <laughs> That sucked. Do you remember that? Oh my I don't God. know if that sucked. That was a fun morning. I had a, the sun came up, and I couldn't even walk. <laughs> I had a final to turn in that day. Yeah. And, like, so Lindsay was in the class, allegedly, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. This is, but, um. A lot of yeah, foggy days. I, I missed the class to turn in my midterm or my final or whatever it was. Luckily, it wasn't important. Well, and I went to the, do- I went to the professor, I was like, Oh my God, Doctor Fox! I'm so I, sorry. I watched the royal wedding. <laughs> no, I, he knew. He knew already. He knew what we were Me doing. Me and my brother were watching with our mom. He did. He knew what we were doing. He was like, "Oh, you guys were getting drunk with the for the royal wedding." And I was oh, like, yeah. "How the fuck did you know that?" He's like, uh, "Lindsay just told me." I was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck!" Thanks, Lindsay. God, I was. Oh man, what a day that was! Yeah. I think I ended up. I, I don't even know if I took a nap that day. Did you work that day? I think no, you, no. That was wasn't Saturday it on a weekend? Yeah, Saturday morning. No, yeah. morning. no one of them. Okay, so there was two. There was the two weddings. Well, I didn't get up for the first one. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm thinking of the first one. The second one, I also remember, but I was a little bit more fucked up for the second one. Uh, man, I I don't remember because it was Harry. Where, which one were we playing wedding bingo to? Like we. Well, yeah, that was the first one, I think. Okay, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, I think we were virtually playing it with Lindsay and Peter. Okay. And uh, I just remember I was drinking vodka and orange juice that night. Didn't we have something special for the like? Well, put would have would have been Pusser's rum because yeah, didn't we do some stupid like British yeah. rum or something? Yeah, we had the Pussers there. <laughs> Good old um, pussers. And, yeah, we had the pussers there. I think we had funny hats. <laughs> when we when don't funny, we have funny yeah, hats? I probably made a party city yeah, run. Yeah, you did. Yep. No, we had funny hats. Um, did we do tea and crumpets? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what I was drinking, but I was trashed. I, like, I think I, I, I was getting so drunk, I was following the spokes on the, the car, taking them to the... The wedding site. No, those were actual car spokes. I, I know. Passed out in the in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Shall we? What you got for us, buddy? Well, you know, it, it is a sad time in the in the British Empire. Oh but, yes, yeah. But unfortunately, I don't give a shit. She was ninety six. What do you? What were you expecting her not to die? Like, I mean, honestly. And and really, what does that monarchy have to do nowadays with anything that's British rule? I honestly don't know. But Racism. Like, <laughs> she's always dressed up. They probably just buried her in whatever the fuck she died in that day. 
Correct. But yeah, I don't know. I it's I'm sure it's sad because it's people losing a loved one, but we're America. I've never understood the Royals. I don't know. Somebody posted on Twitter today that as Americans we don't understand how bad British people hate us. I you know saw what? that too. You know what? The thought's mutual, fuck faces, and we beat you in a war, so fuck you. Well, I know it's funny. A lot of people were responding, that's funny, we don't think about you. Like, that was pretty much it. Like, we don't, we just don't care. I think Blazing KC said we could have started a war because of dentistry. Probably. I really can't talk shit there. It's okay. You're getting, you're getting work done. You're doing fine. You're the after picture for dental work in Britain. Yeah. That's not, oh. It's okay. Hey-o. It's not good for them. Shawi, do you need? I don't need anything. I'm good. Do you need? Oh, I watched Wedding Singer for the first time last night. Holy shit, you've never seen The Wedding Singer? We talked about this fucking over the weekend, shall we? I know, but... But you were on your phone, fucking not paying attention to the people you need to pay attention with. I'm good at that. (sighs) But, yeah. So, what did you think? Fuck you. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. About The Wedding Singer? No, it was a great movie. I I thought It was one of my favorite. It was one of my... It was one of the better Adam Sandler movies. It's pretty good, especially the, the, the line, Hey... Psycho, take off that shirt before the Van Halen breaks up. <laughs> that one was good. Was and then good. when the kid comes, uh, the kid comes on the front stoop. Hey he Linda, goes, <laughs> hey Linda, you're a bitch. And they're like, he, we're looking into things. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I love it. It's such a good movie. It was. It's it, underrated, but yeah. But yep, I think I'm gonna you know ship off and go to the old uh, cupcake factory and all right. yeah, and I'll see you guys later. Have a good pod. We and um, Kirk, Cousins. Kirk Cousins, same guy. No, though, Kirk Cousins, give the man some goddamn respect. Like, he can play, and he has Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen used to be considered one of the better wide receivers in the league. Now he's a number two there. Um, their running back, uh, the Florida State kid, is actually healthy. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, yeah, he's actually healthy. Um, he was running with a purpose against Green Bay. That team is good. Uh, do you know Justin Jefferson's stat line? He broke the the first game record for a Vikings wide receiver, didn't he? It was 178 or 168 with a touchdown. He's got, two touchdowns. He's got nine receptions for 184, two touchdowns. God damn. Off of 11 targets. <laughs> I mean... Good God. And he, he, he's just better. He's he's just better than everyone else. So I, I don't know totally what to make of this. I Green Bay laid a complete egg in week one last year, I believe against Pittsburgh. They always do. So, again, I don't know how terribly worried to be. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is good. He's got one of the best. Uh, as far as the running backs are concerned, he's got one of the best one-two tandems in the in the in the league. But man, there there's some real question marks at wide receiver for for Aaron Rodgers this year. They man, his 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 leading receiver was a running back, AJ Dillon, for five receptions, forty-six yards. It's probably not good. That's not a good sign. So. Man, I don't know where. Who would you say wins that division? It's not the Lions. Green Bay, I. They're going to end up winning 
12 games, I guess. Who? Green Bay? Green Bay. I don't know. I mean, do you think this is just Aaron Rodgers, Ayahuasca, Rust, or do you think it's something else? Because this happens every year. The, the problem is I've never felt so... Un- th- which is crazy. Because I made an argument multiple podcasts ago that Aaron Rodgers makes his receivers better and like went through a list like that he's made people that we would have never expected thousand yard receivers. But man, I'm I'm looking at that wide receiving core right now. I don't that is I mean it's rough, rough. Rough. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um and they it, it it looked sloppy and rough. I know it was week one, but this is how this is how Green Bay comes out every every game. It seems like for I don't know how long, they always have a rough start. Aaron Rodgers has to tell everyone to relax. I I don't know. So uh, odds in the division right now to win the NFC North. Green Bay still favored, but now plus money. I would give it to the Vikings. Well, in that case, you're plus 134. Yep, that's... It's not the Bears. Would not be, plus 1,000. It's not Detroit. Also plus 1,000. Yeah. So it's a two-horse race. So you'd be hitching your wagon to the Vikings. I think so, yeah. I'm not ready to do it yet. I still, to this day, do not trust Kirk Cousins, even though many, many stat lines will tell you the complete opposite, that he should be somebody that should be trusted. You I just, like that? I just don't trust him. And maybe it's because I don't feel that they're going to be worth a shit as a playoff team, which I don't know why that would have any effect on what they're going to do you, in their division. I don't know why the hate's coming from. I I just I've never looked at Kirk Cousins as a Super Bowl quarterback ever. Shoot, he's throwing up numbers though. He he has. It's it's one of those things like he's got some good stats, his efficiency's great, but I've just he's just never one of those guys when you ask about who are the who are the handful of quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl? I've never put him him there, so I, I guess I hold that against him. But I mean, that doesn't mean he can't win this division. He can definitely win this division. Didn't Nick Folk win a? Uh, yeah. Yep. I. But that year, his he was twenty five and two. Took TDs to ints. Not, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins has had a season like that. Nobody, really, but, nobody has. But Kirk Cousins, I mean, he was the original bet on yourself. Never took the uh, franchise tag. Never took the uh, crap contracts that were offered to him. Bet on himself and ended up getting eighty million guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, you say he's not a clutch quarterback when it comes to the playoffs. Bro, he is a clutch quarterback when it comes to the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, that's fair. Like, he he has done well for himself, and I, it's not all about money, of course, but Jesus Christ, give the, give the man some respect. But I will hold this against him. He put RG3 in the announce booth, which I wish he never would have done. RG3 is so brutal. In the I like RG3 as an analyst. Oh. Did you see? Oh, what did he He's say? so... 
bad. He said someone had lips that were whiter than... God damn it, what did he say? It was the funniest shit in the world. He was clowning on somebody. I think he said his lips were whiter than Ashy Larry. Something like that, like... (laughs) I... Ugh. He's, He's a tough watch for me. Oh, my God. So, did you, uh... Did you park your car at the Dolphins Patriots game? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh did you did you not see the uh the tweet? I I I saw the picture. How the fuck did that happen? So, so Askcasters, um the picture we're referring to, there was a some tailgaters at the Miami and New England game, and it was in, in Miami, so we know they don't know how to tailgate. And someone or park or park, and someone left their grill on, went into the stadium, left the grill unattended. The picture that we're referring to is about four or five. It's more than four, five or six cars that are just completely destroyed and burnt and exploded because the morons in Miami left the damn grill on. So that is what Andy's referring to. Um, I, I hope everyone's okay. I hope no one, there's no serious injuries or, um, lost mementos in those cars, but fuck, like, how do you not put the fucking grill away before you go into a game? (laughs) I don't know. How? Uh, How are you that dumb? uh, I mean, pretty dumb people. Alcohol had to have been involved. Well, it was Miami. There could have been a combination of cocaine and other stuff in there as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there was some Coke and rum, I guess. Is that the popular drink in Miami? Rum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pirates. Yep. Yeah, that's that was pretty, pretty bad. Um, no, I did not park my uh, bus, but I did watch the game. Um, you watch a Dolphins-Patriots? Yeah, because I had to look at my boy Tua. Uh, Tua didn't look too bad. Tua doesn't have to throw the ball all the way down the field to get that offense rolling. Because when Jalen Waddle is that fast and Sammy Watkins is that fast, you can run these... Sammy Watkins? Tyreek Hill. Who, who did I say? Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Who did I say? Sammy Watkins. Isn't he down there too? No, no Sammy Watkins is Green Bay. Because he thinks Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback ever. That's right. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill... Um, you don't necessarily have to throw the deep ball to scare the shit out of secondaries. Um, they look good. Um, should we do overs and unders for the week, Andrew? Yeah, let's hop into that. All right, I got them pulled up here. Um, I won't say the betting website we're using because none of you fuckers have reached out to us. Um, but we'll still reach out to you. Yeah, just don't give us the reach around. Um... That was dumb. Cut that. Uh, so, first game's tomorrow. Los Angeles Chargers at Kansas City. Uh, FanDuel, I mean not FanDuel, has the Chiefs favored at home at four and a half. So, I'm going to avoid the line entirely and I'd go on the over. 
on the money line or the I mean the score, sorry. Uh-huh. At, which is at 53 and a half. So let's think about what that really means. 53 and a half means we're looking at a 28 versus like 28 to 25 game. I see I I can see easily both these teams getting into the 30s. Um the Chargers defense is good. Yep. The Chiefs defense is improved, but they're not on par with their offenses. My homies could have thrown eight touchdowns last weekend. Yeah, they they definitely took the foot off the gas. Um, that offense, it looked, it kind of reminded me, and I'm not I'm not putting the the goat status on Mahomes, but it reminded me of how the Patriots throughout the years would transform and morph, and they always had a different feel to them each year depending on what their 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 personnel groupings were, which is how it should be, but it just kind of seemed like like they were getting older. Maybe Mahomes and Andy Reid are kind of game planning for the future in that aspect. Um, any touchdown score winners... You can get Travis Kelsey right now at fan on FanDuel at minus one forty five for an anytime touchdown. For an anytime touchdown. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can get Austin Eckler at minus one thirty five, and then Clyde Edwards Alaire is at plus one twenty five. Okay. Taking any bait there? No, I'd probably stick to the over on that one. All right. Moving on. We have the Washington Commanders at Detroit Lions. Detroit is... Favored for the first time in 24 games. Are they? Hold on, I just got jacked around. Um, I shit you not. What the fuck? Oh, okay, we found it. Um, three, two, one. Washington Commanders are a dog of one and a half point dog. So again, this is the first time that Detroit has been a favorite in two seasons. <laughs> they, this this is an amazing. They weren't a favorite all year last year. I don't believe so. Oh my. So Detroit, who actually put up a hell of a fight in week one against the Eagles. And something to take out of that game, not only was it close against the Eagles, they scored points. They scored 35. 30, yeah. Scored 35 points. So, man, I I don't – speaking of quarterbacks I don't trust, Carson Wentz is your commander's quarterback – put him in the category of people i don't trust and obviously vegas don't trust them like because if if they did the lions would not be favored in this game i i think i would take the lions in this game i i also for for washington their stud linebacker is still out for ohio state uh their defensive end yeah yep yep from from was it chase young yeah, yeah, Chase Young. He's out. Um, the over-under is 48.5 on that one. Stay under. Um, I would agree with that. Um, Washington, I have no, no faith in, and nor does Vegas. Uh, the next game, we have New York Jets at Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. 
Six and a half point favorite Cleveland is. The over under is 40 and a half. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I, honestly, probably a stay away from me because I don't know if Cleveland's quite that big of a, a favorite, should be. Um, although. Can, can Jacoby Brissett. Although, who won? Who won the battle of Carolina? Jacoby Brissett. He did. He won. He won the battle of Baker. And quite honestly, looked like the better quarterback. I I agree. Yeah. So, Jacoby Brissett has done that a couple times in his career, where he is just like completely. He's he's done a Geno Smith. It's like where the fuck is this coming from? He's got it in him. He's he's very uh, much underrated. Um, I don't want to put Geno Smith on his level yet, but he is very much underrated. So, what'd you say? Six and a half line on that? Six and a half. I think I think that line probably be enough for me to stay away from this. Um, the over under is tempting at forty. Anything close to forty is pretty tempting, but I, I'd probably steer clear of that game honestly. If I did anything, I'd probably just put Cleveland on the money line. It's going to be a defensive battle. Yeah, Cleveland on the money line is minus 270, so you're not getting a lot of value out of it. Um, a little bit better than that than almost throwing a touchdown on a game that's only supposed to have 40 points total. Yeah. Um, Andy's will be a little bit more conservative than, uh, than I am. Um, you throwing down on that one? No, I'm still not going to touch okay. it. But <laughs> um. Tampa Bay is playing at New Orleans. They are a two and a half point favorite. Oh, complete stay away. Yeah, and the over under is forty four and a half. Uh, I still wouldn't. I nope. I don't want to touch it. That's the only part of it I'd touch is the over on that. But I, it I'd steer clear of it. I I won't bet it to be transparent. Like I I don't think there's anything I'm gonna do before kickoff that's gonna say, oh my gosh, I gotta get it. I think I'll I'll steer completely clear of it. Um, would you take the money line at nope. all? Nope. Okay. Nope. Because I I am still there's a couple teams that I think are gonna sh- like you know how many times I've talked about the Ravens. I I'm completely sucking that deep. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, I still think even though New Orleans was just off to a brutal start against Atlanta and had to. Give Atlanta another crushing late comeback. If you look at the history of Atlanta and some of their late their late second half losses, it's it's amazing. There there's some really bad ones. That one hurt too. That one hurt to watch. I thought they were gonna come out with it, and I was kind of th- I was in that mode watching. I was like, holy shit, we've talked so much crap on them, especially Carlos hating on Mariota. And I was like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. And then it didn't. I had money on the game. I lost money on the spread on that game. But did you really? Yep. So I went one and one with NFL uh, games last weekend. I had uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, to cover against the Jets, which was a breeze. That one was easy. And then I also had New was Orleans. Was it a breeze haul? It. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how Breeze Hall did in that game. To uh, be honest, I, you got I, him in fantasy. I am in fantasy, and quite honestly, I don't remember. I know I won, but I don't remember how Brees Hall did. So back back to Tampa against New Orleans, I a total like a total unknown for me. I think I don't think there's much to take away from Tampa Bay what they did against Dallas. 
No. I I, I don't feel good about anything that I saw there. Uh, I, hold, I, I, I will take this away. Micah Parsons, and not, not to to blow his horn, but he was working on that left tackle, and he their left tackle got hurt, and I didn't see if he came back in. Um, but Micah Parsons went to town on that rookie. If that is a if I don't I don't I didn't see and I don't remember how how bad the injury was. Um, but if that's another injury to Tampa Bay's offensive line, they have serious serious issues. Yeah, Micah Parsons was doing this by himself. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you not throw down on Micah Parsons as defensive player of the year? I don't think I did. Oh, man. I don't I, think he's going to get it. Oh, man. For the money, I'd go grab it. What was it at? It's over 10 to 1. Wow. Any, you know, I don't want to get into how a voter thinks, but he probably should have won it last year. Yeah. I mean, he sure. So he does have that going for him. Um, next game. Do we want to move on from that one? Yeah, I think so. I, the only thing I'd put on that is I think New Orleans is going to be a little bit better this week, but that doesn't mean they're going to beat Tampa. No, I. Shit, that offensive line though. I don't. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it with you as well. Um, just no. That's and it's a divisional game. No. Uh, the next game we have on our FanDuel Sportsbook, Carolina Panthers a. One and a half point dog at New York Giants. Um, I think Carolina is going to be better this week. Week one is so weird. I I know they lost the the Baker battle against Cleveland, but I mean at the end of the day, Daniel Jones sucks. He's not a good quarterback. Saquon Barkley looked much better in week one. Daniel Jones had a not embarrassing performance, but at the end of the day, Carolina is going to be a much better team than new, the New York giants. I think they go get this one. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to not touch that one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the over under right now is 43 and a half, which would tell me I'd take the team total for Carolina. I, I don't know if you've got that in front of you, but the team total on that game based off of the spread is probably going to be team total for Carolina's probably like 22-ish, 23 maybe. I do not have team totals. That's okay. I If if you can bet a team total at your, your random bookie. Uh, not FanDuel right now. Not FanDuel, but if you can bet it. Uh, go. You can do what's called isolating a team total, where you can just, instead of betting the entire total for both teams, you can bet a, uh, the scoring total for one team. And what I'm saying in this instance is that I think I'd feel better uh, maybe about putting some money down on Carolina just for their team total, which I'm assuming is going to be probably 22 to 23 points. I think they got that this week. I I don't know I I if there was anything I was gonna I would do on this game I would take the New York Giants on not the money line I would take them with the one and a half point spread okay I am a little bit more of a believer in Daniel Jones I like his he's that his ability to use his feet um, the man who literally fell because of his feet running to a wide open touchdown last season and one of the most ridiculous plays I've ever seen. How many yards did he gain before he fell? Uh, quite a bit. Okay. Um, so he did that. 
Maybe he was just sliding because he was tired. Um, he fell on his face. <laughs> uh, Saquon Bark- Barkley had a seemingly a, a resurgence this weekend. Um, that's the only thing I would do. I'm not going to bet on it. Um, but that's the only thing I would do. Moving on to the next game, we have Carlos's New England Patriots. A oh my God, a two and a half point favorite against Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. Patriots. Patriots are a two and a half point favorite. Um, are you sure about that? I'm looking at it with my own eyeballs. What am I looking at? Am I looking at futures? Okay. So apparently I was looking at the wrong game. So well, my, my pastors, that's what we bring you here. My <laughs> we'll give you the top-notch betting advice, but over the wrong fucking games. No, I just had them playing in the wrong week. So give me give me the teams and the spread one more time because I was completely looking at the wrong thing. So we have the New England Patriots, a two and a half point favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, oh, man. So I hate to be a puss, but I'd probably stay away. Yeah, if I'd I, probably if I had, stay away too. <laughs> if, I, if I had to bet it, I, I'd bet Pittsburgh. Uh, New England's not good. Two and a half points. Yeah, I would. I I think, you know what? I'm gonna go. Here's, I'm thinking. I'm okay. not gonna say this is my bet for the pod, but if you were wanting to get a little tropical, and bet an in-game parlay. And go maybe a little plus two and a half Steelers and maybe a little forty and a half over. Okay. That's my that might be a play I entertain. I don't know if New England's gonna hold up their end of the bargain based off what we saw last week. They were bad offensively. I think if the, I think I think the Steelers are gonna throw up a few points. Okay. In Trubisky you trust? It's more of. By the way, what's the situation with their running back? What's Najee Harris's report? Didn't he get dinged up? He got hurt on like the last play of the game, didn't he, or something goofy? I don't. I don't. I heard something that to the effect of him getting hurt. Um. I don't know what happened though. Okay, that's okay. We don't have to look it up. But I just, I guess that'd be something to take into consideration as you're looking on what to do with that game. If Najee Harrison in that game, that's probably a game changer for me. Even more reason to stay away. So Andy might have a point. Look, uh, check the injury reports. The reports, boys and girls, before we get on to that one. Uh, going Indianapolis Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't even care what the line is. Give me Indianapolis. It is. Four and a half. Oh, I'd bet it all the way past a touchdown. Indianapolis comes back and looks sharp this week. Um, the line is the over under is forty four and a half. I don't think it's gonna get forty four and a half ish because Jacksonville's not gonna do their part of the deal. Indianapolis is really good. They 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 will be. They they have. If not the best running back in football, they have 1B. I mean, I, I'd make an argument still for Derrick Henry, potentially. But if somebody was to tell me that Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football, I'm not going to argue. And behind that line? Yeah. And Michael Pittman Jr.? I don't so what, are you sold on him now? He killed it this weekend. He did. Um, but I, I don't feel like you were totally 
committed to him, nor were any of the ass casters, when you, when you prefaced the question, do you trust him as a WR1? He had a big game. God, and he's Matt, he's Matty Ice's number one now. Yeah. Nope, still don't trust him. So, so of all the games that we've talked about so far, I, I, I have probably the most confidence in that line. Like, I do not fucking care what that line is. I'll, I'd probably agree with you on that. I'll bet that one now. And if Askcasters catch this podcaster, this podcast later, and the moves line move to six, six and a half, I wouldn't blink at it. I'd still hit it. No love, no love. Jacksonville, Jacksonville's still bad. They're growing. They're growing, but they're still bad. They're not four and a half against Indianapolis good. Indianapolis is... I think we're all sleeping on how good Matt Ryan has been and how good he could be because that team is pre-made. It is it is ready-bake oven ready to win. Yeah, so even in the shitty game that they just played, Indianapolis, Matt Ryan... Through fifty passes for three fifty two. So I mean he's he's fine. He he'll be okay. <laughs> um, the next game on docket: Miami Dolphins, the surprising Miami Dolphins, maybe the electric Miami Dolphins. Don't know about that against the Baltimore Lamar Ravens. Oh well, you know what I said. On it that. is a three and a half point line in favor of Baltimore. I'd bet Baltimore. I might tease the total down to two and a half, but I I. I'd bet the shit out of this game. <laughs> um, as we're as we're going through the little pop up, just said reality check. It's been an hour and you haven't bet anything. <laughs> <laughs> Give me time. Sorry, we're just looking. Uh, FanDuel, my bet or whatever it is. Um, Andy, you're gonna go with Baltimore on that one. I will. I probably won't move that line to two and a half. I'll probably I'll, I'll probably take it to three and a half. But I, I think that's something to consider when you make that wager. Like sometimes I just hate field goal spreads, but I think Baltimore is good enough to to take care of this one. Um, moving forward, we have another dark bird: Atlanta Falcons versus the L.A. Rams. Atlanta is a ten and a half point underdog. No, 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 no. Oh, no, you're right, you're right. You're, Atlanta's the underdog by 10.5, my bad. I thought you were going to say they were the favorite. Atlanta is a 10.5 point underdog. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, fuck, I, I kind of want to take Atlanta. With uh, how shitty fucking the Rams look. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. So, not not that the Rams can't can't make that line happen, but they, they have to do... Two, two things have to look better. Matt Stafford has to look like his arm's not dead, and he's got to be able to throw to somebody else other than Cooper Cup. He has to, or you're not covering that line. I don't see it. I don't see how they get ten and a half. I, that's a, I don't that's see a monster it. Line. I don't see it. I. Uh, I mean, this could be the textbook get back get get right game, but that that's a lot of points, and it, again. The Rams have to look like a totally different team than they did in Week One, which which they can. Stafford can make better reads. He can get more chemistry with wide receivers. But if that arm, if that arm, I'm gonna probably go back to this until he proves me wrong. If that arm is dead because of that surgery, you ain't coming. When when Peyton Manning's arm was dead, 
you knew it, and you knew that motherfucker wasn't throwing the ball. Like, we've come back to that multiple times now, but that is that is a thing. Okay, so in getting to... In, Getting to the Peyton Manning thing, I remember when he was on that Super Bowl run with Detroit, uh, with Denver, and you were you knew we all knew it was kind of the last ride, and his arm was going. But when he threw that ball, you wanted it to hit the dirt as fast as possible because things did not look good. And watching um, watching Stafford right now, I had the same feeling. I uh, just get the goddamn ball on the turf. Uh, give him some. Give him some easy reads. Um, oh, who's their coach? The young guy, McVay. McVay. He's so creative with how he uses his his speed, especially when getting into the offense and he and using his wide receivers in the backfield. You've got to come up with something a little different, bud. Like that offense has got to change if Matthew Stafford's arm is going to be Ducksville. Um, so ten and a half. I, I I mean, if the recession is not hitting you as bad, you might want to bet. You might want to take Atlanta. Uh, I, it's a stay away. Again, if you know. Yeah, I get it. Uh, over under is forty five and a half. Um, Fuck, I, I, I don't even know. I'm just not even going to touch it. Next game, Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers. The line is 8.5 oh. for San Francisco. Oh. Geno Smith looked absolutely out of this fucking world on Monday. Do the fighting Puget Sound Geno Smiths cover 8.5 points? That's that's a big line. The frustrating thing is that I, as we mentioned, there's zero takeaways from San Francisco in week one playing in the monsoon at Soldier Field. Zero. I have no idea how good Trey Lance is still. And, I, oh, God. Seattle looked fine. They, they did great against Denver. They were at home. They were highly motivated in that game. But at the end of the day, we know that Seattle is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They just will. Their, their, their defense, the Legion of Boom is long gone. And Geno Smith's their quarterback. Th- those are the two things you need to know. San Francisco, on the flip side, has an amazing defense. Uh, Debo Samuel. But I will say this. Elijah Mitchell out for two months now. So, he... What do they have at running back now? That's tough. <laughs> Debo Samuel. I, I mean, I get legit, it. Legit. That's. A, I mean, that's legit. Um, probably who's going to get fifty percent of the payload, or not the payload, but the carries. I. He could. Um, even when they had remember they had Raheem Mostar, and then they had another, um, wide receiver with them. Even when they had that combination. Ask casters, there was a spider crawling on our table. Uh, even when they had that combination, Devo Samuel was still getting a heavy share of the ca- of the carries. Um, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter. Um, San Francisco. <sighs> Do you know what the money line is right now? I don't. Plus three fifty for Seattle to win. 
Uh, yeah. It's intriguing. <laughs> I, I'd also say from a prop standpoint, I'd probably put a prop bet on Trey Lance to throw an interception in this game. Ooh, that might be. You could have a lot of fun with that game. You now, have... granted, one thing that's going to happen, Trey Lance may not throw more than fucking 18 passes. So he may not have a lot of opportunities for a pick. But uh, he, he's going to have to get his feet wet sometime. Ha! <laughs> See what happened in Soldier Field? Never mind. But uh, His feet got wet, so he couldn't get his feet wet. So, I, I, I don't know. I'd probably take... That'd probably be the thing that I feel the most confident about that in that game. And and you know what would be a fun parlay if you can? To parlay a Geno Smith pick and a Trey Lance pick. I'd do both. I can I, I think that's probably I'd have more confidence in that in the line. The over unders at forty one and a half. I I don't know, maybe. I don't feel good, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel good about that. Yeah, I I think he, I think prop bets might be good. The three fifty on the money line plus three fifty on the money line for Seattle might be worth taking a look at. Trey Lance uh, Trey Lance rush yards prop I'd probably take. Um, I think his okay. So not to get too totally dorky, and I know we got to wrap up here at some point, but Trey Lance's season rush yards went up significantly before the season. Because it was undervalued. So originally before the season, Trey Lance's season rush yards was like 475. Some books put it all the way up to like 750. A huge jump. But after this first week, we still don't know what to think of Trey Lance. And you still might be able to get some value on his rush yards prop. Which I'm assuming is probably sitting somewhere between 40 and 50 yards. I'd take it. I'd take the over on it. I think I'd go. Yeah, I think that's... And, you know... Adding him into the run game is going to help their run game. I mean, it seems dumb, but, you know, looking at that backfield again, adding Trey Lance's legs into the mix is going to help them out, um, especially with getting to the edges. Um, <clears throat> we have a few more games, Askcasters. We have Cincinnati and at Dallas. Cincinnati is a 7.5-point spread. They have no offensive line. The, the Dallas Cowboys have no quarterback or wide receivers. <laughs> uh, Dallas is plus 270 on the money line. That's intriguing. Oh. Um, I have a, I, I can see Micah Parsons getting to the quarterback, like we said earlier. Uh, seven and a half is a lot of points. But Cooper Rush is not a good quarterback. Yeah. I'd take Cincinnati on the – I'd take the spread. Really? Yep. Wow. Also, I'd probably look for Joe Mixon to whatever his receiving yards prop is. I'd probably go all over that because he's, he's the he's the blitz breaker. I mean, if if that line is as bad as it was for Cincinnati in Week One, if it's going to be anywhere close to that bad again, and to your point, Micah Parsons could probably get in that backfield quick. They're going to have to dump that ball down quick, and Joe Mixon's going to be your guy. So I'd I'd probably look for. Over on his receiving prop, and then I, I, I'd feel okay with taking the spread on that. I'd, I'd do seven and a half. You are ballsier than me. Um, I don't know. I think that line is just a is a mess, and the Cowboys actually have a formidable front seven. Um, yeah. But how tired is that defense going to be after Cooper Rush goes three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out? Well, that's what that's what bit him in the ass against. Uh, Tampa 
they just couldn't get any fucking sure. anything going. And you have to take your hats off to, well, I don't want to get fucking all fanboyish on Dallas, but they the defense did the job. It was just that offense was fucking inept completely. Yep. Um, moving on for my piece of shit team. Houston Texans at Denver Broncos. The line is nine and a half. Oh my God! No way. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, Houston is plus three sixty on the money line. I would wouldn't touch that game. Moving forward, Arizona Cardinals at your Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders get that one. What's the line? Five and a half. I I I, I wouldn't feel great about that line, but I'd take it. Okay. Um, over-unders at 51.5. I would be more interested in that than the line. you go over-under. Oh, I would go over. Um, Chicago Bears at Green Bay. This is fucking absurd. Nine-and-a-half point favorites are the Green Bay Packers. Oh. Holy shit. Not, not until I figure out who the fuck the receivers are going to be for Packers. Because they can't continue... To have AJ Dillon as their leading receiver, so until we know who the leading receiver is, I will consider that a pass. I, I think it's going to be a while for Green Bay to get going. Um, I don't see them hitting nine and a half. If you're again, if you're living on the wild side of life, maybe tackle that three uh, plus three fifty on the money line. Um, I think we're getting the wrap up music from old top so we have two more games i think yes two more games two more games um tennessee titans at buffalo bills the line is nine and a half for the buffalo bills nope i'll stay away and our last game minnesota vikings at your philadelphia eagles Eagles are a one and a half point favorite. I yeah, I was wondering where that line was going to be. I'd call it a pick 'em because that's coin flip to me. I would take your Minnesota Vikings. Um, but I do not think the Eagles will be able to hang. Um, so that everyone is your NFL wrap up. We are transitioning to a couple things. Andy, how do you want to finish this bad boy off? <laughs> so let's see. Oh fuck. Let's see. A simple search. Headline, Barstool Sports. Chess Grandmaster suspects that anal beads could be at the center of cheating allegations at a tournament. (laughs) Can you read that one more time? Update. Chess Grandmaster suspects that anal beads could be at the center of a cheating scandal allegations at a tournament. Huh. Seems intriguing. Let's read. Thanks to Barstool Sports, I'm going to just read this directly. Who's the who's the uh, contributing editor um, or author? I don't know. You may recall last week that a massive cheating allegation rocked the chess world to its core as world champion chess player Magnus Carlsen withdrew from the Signy Field Cup after alluding that his opponent... Hans Niemann was cheating 
At the time, I wasn't necessarily shocked that cheating would happen in a game like chess, but rather perplexed with the logistics of how it could be executed. Surely cheating in an online chess match is as simple as running a few algorithms through a computer, but over a chessboard? It has to be a little bit more complicated, a little bit more subtle, a little bit more concealed. And at least according to chess grandmaster Hakaru Nakamura, a set of vibrating anal beads could allegedly be the culprit. So they are vibrating anal beads. It, it, it's getting, it, it's, the plot's thickening. Quote, an anal bead probably would beat the engine. I told you it was prostate message, but I'm not an expert at that stuff. Unquote. What? That's a weird quote. Fucking Europeans. There comes a certain point in every athlete's life where you must ask themselves, just how bad do I truly want this? There are thousands of people out there who have done the same dream as you to one day be the best in the world. And you need to figure out a way to give yourself an edge, to set yourself aside from the pack. Are you willing to train harder? Are you willing to prepare longer? Are you willing to, allegedly, shove some anal beads up your ass in order to win a chess tournament? (laughs) If the answer to any of the questions above is no, then you'll never beat the best in the world. But those who want to be great, those who need to be great, they will allegedly do whatever it takes. Side note, the bishop is starting to look like the real suspect now. That's my friends. It's 100% a plug. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow. Oh, man, that's the article. So, So I know a little bit more to this. I'm glad someone does. So, from what I understand, like, there, somebody shoved a supercomputer up their ass along with the, the anal beads. So, how, okay, so how, how were they accessing the supercomputer uh, while they were... I, I just feel like... Did anyone get fucking video of this? Like, I don't want to see a guy playing with anal beads, this but is, I do th- want to see, like, exactly what happened. Like, not- this is breaking news as of today. I feel like we need to put our investigative research department on this to learn more details, but that that's what that's where we're at right now. <laughs> I- I'll keep you up. To, I promise you I'll probably be awake doing some investigative research on this. You know, the the, the chess pieces aren't pretty small. I mean the pawns, yeah. Oh yeah, but be, that's, to, I mean, if you're gonna do to that, anything, that's, to that person's that's where point you start about the, to that person's point about the bishop, though. I like the design of that. That's some good engineering if you're gonna go that direction. Probably wouldn't want to go with the king. King could probably be a little tough. Rooks would be difficult. Rook, yeah, rooks. Well, it depends on how the rooks are. I mean, are the the uh, what are they, not the ballast? Are they the uh, the turrets are the turrets are they smooth or are they generally not i'd probably steer clear of those but i promise i will do more research and we will learn more if you want to go do more homework in the meantime like i said this was news that broke on barstool sports i read you verbatim their story off of twitter but that was breaking news hat i mean it just basically threw our whole format off today as far as what the podcast was going to do but there you go i okay <laughs> 
I thought we were going to have like absolutely devastating news to announce on this podcast. There's cheating in chess. What more devastation do you want? No, it was about Ric Flair. Oh! Someone said he's dead. They say that on Twitter every day. He wa- well, thankfully, it was it was just a Twitter hoax. Um, Ric Flair is currently smoking weed with Mike Tyson. Saw that. Oh, so that's why everyone said that Mick, Ric Flair is dead. Um, he's not. So let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, I got to get to bed. So final thoughts on anything, Mr. TJ? Um, I just want to give a shout out to all of the listeners. I, th- I think we did at the very beginning. but We did. Um. We you got like we dropped two episodes on you guys, and I think it was like three hours of total listing, probably a little bit more than that. Good, and you good, guys, good windshield music. You guys came out the woodwork and downloaded and listened um, to our friends Rihanna and the Barbados. Thank you, Queen. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm still looking at our DMs, um, and our interns are looking at our DMs, ready for you to slip in them. Um, I'm ready for a good week of football, though. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll say this, I, after some people that may have done, especially in the state of Kansas, may have done their first betting, none of the top 10 teams in college covered, and they were some monster lines. Let me just real quick, I know we're wrapping up, but I, I, I do want to uh, give you some, some actual facts here. So, lines that were not covered in college football week one, Alabama minus 21 and a half points, Georgia minus 53 Ohio State minus 44 and a half. Michigan minus 53 against a terrible Hawaii team. Clemson minus 45 and a half. Texas A&M minus 18 actually lost that game. Oklahoma didn't cover against Kent State with 34. And Notre Dame lost a 20 and a half point line. In the NFL, if you tried to get your money back the following day and bet any of the following favorites, you're probably broke. 49ers minus 6.5 was a loss. Bengals minus 7.5, a loss. Broncos minus 6.5. I personally lost that one. I have experience there. So what I would say is even after all of that bloodshed on week one in the pros and then the college bloodshed, there's going to be some get-right games coming up this week. The The natural flow of humanity will come back. Um, and to that point, guys, if you're looking for anything to add to your parlays, I would add Alabama for the rest of the season because um, I don't think they're going to lose. Yep. So uh, that's all I've got, Askcasters. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. As TJ said, we appreciate all the downloads. We're trying to do the best we can to give you the best content and then try to make it interactive. So please reach out, reach out to us at Twitter, at Askcasters would be the best place to find us. And we might be able to get some call-ins coming soon. Woohoo! And guys, uh, visit our friends at 3chai.com. You can find our link for them on our Twitter page, at Askcasters. Thank you so much. We are out.